the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be to simply be with him. The opinions expressed on this hey, program it's are Jennifer, and we want to talk about how to have a strong mind and a strong life. You know, we need to keep a clear now, mind here's your host, in this crazy Jennifer world, Jackson. don't we? And I'm really privileged and honored to have my mother here with us. Her name is Sherry Godby. She is a prison chaplain. She's a teacher. She was a professor, uh, actually received her doctorate degree and also ministered as a pastor in the state of Kentucky. She is here with us and we're talking about these things together. I guess I was kind of like a wounded animal. You know, if you have someone an injured or hurt and an animal that's wounded or hurt, if you get too close, you might get bitten. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I was probably like that a little bit, not wanting to be, not trying not to be, you know, trying not to be like that at all. But uh, I was probably that way. But I was perceiving it as a uh, hurt, and then it kind of led to the loneliness, led to depression, sure. to a degree of depression. So they're almost twins. I know. Yes, almost twins, and. How that would show up for me, I'm just telling you my, you know, my story. Yeah, it's wonderful. How that was showing up for me is, um, if socially, I would, if I went out, because remember, I was used to being home a lot, home alone, or with just family coming and going. We didn't go anywhere. We never went out to a restaurant except, well, one time, one, one time. Wow. When someone took us, but we, we didn't go places. We didn't go on vacations. We didn't, we, we were, it was mostly school and home, school and home. So I guess in a way I kind of developed a social anxiety. And so if I went out or did much, I would have a bump on my tongue. I mean, many, many times mm, from the know, stress, from of the it. stress of it, you know, but again, I'm praying, well, you know, I, well, I, when your father's <laughs> in prison, the resources are limited. The resources are very limited. Yes, we were we didn't have money to do anything extra, you know. And so as a child, an adult child of an alcoholic, uh, I also battled lack of confidence. And so in order to move forward and do anything with my life, because I I I obtained a couple of advanced degrees Mm -hmm. and so to do those things I've had I prayed I had to pray my way through everything and and God answered my prayer actually earned your doctorate yes and it was masters and then doctorate and it was because of God I have to give him all the credit because um I would just keep looking to the Lord but you know what um uh, I learned to move forward even if I was afraid and I'll give you an example of that an example was uh, a few years ago, I was attending the Salvation Army Corps, just a little small corps uh, in Kentucky, and they had been praying 
for uh, someone to play the piano. They had been praying, praying, Lord, send us someone to play Aww. the piano. They mm-hmm. wanted they wanted that. They had they, a church and a mission. Yes, mm-hmm. they, uh, a shelter across the street. Mm-hmm. And so they had a nice piano, and they also had a keyboard, and they just were praying, Lord, send us someone. They did mm-hmm. have a guitar player when I first started. But anyway, um, there was a there was a day when the Lord called me to play that piano. And there was a sermon. Uh, I guess I felt to offer my services. The The captain was so happy. Aww. The congregation was so happy. They felt like they, I mean, you could Their ask them Their prayer today. was answered. Yes. And they felt like that God called me. And I felt the calling, but I was so nervous. And it's hard to play the piano when your hands are literally shaking. But I just kept saying, Lord, I'm not going to let fear stop me. I re- kept resisting fear. And so um, I kept playing, even though I made some mistakes. They acted like I never made a mistake. <laughs> oh, wonderful. They're sweet. <laughs> they didn't care. They didn't care. And they loved me. And when I left, those little kids, they came up and hugged me and hugged me. And, you know, when I right before I would play anything, I would pray and ask the Lord, believing that he inhabits the praises of his people and that he would anoint that playing. And I would play. Uh, songs that the children would like for the offertory or whatever. And, you know, they, they, little children know the anointing, don't they? Oh, they're so cute. They know the presence of the sure Lord. Sure they do. And so they had felt that, and that ministered to me to feel like that I had answered the call of God and that I was serving the Lord through my piano playing, even though I felt like that I was the least of the bunch, you know, the least. But, you know, again, that shows what God will do. He will take the weak things of this world and he will show his power through the weak things like me, we, you know, weak. And he would, he would come in and it's all about him. It's not about me. And then he showed himself strong and I praise him for that. Well, his word really challenges us to be an overcomer. Yes. So you just, you kept overcoming. Right. One after another, after another. And, <laughs> and, and, and any, you know, we can actually overcome injury and woundedness. How, how can we do that based on scripture? Well, I, I pray to the Lord. I, my three action words are pray. I kept praying. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, uh, talks about a spirit of heaviness we can put on a garment of praise mm-hmm. for the spirit of heaviness we can yes. resist that you know put yes. off the spirit of heaviness because it's heavy and you it's know. a spirit the it's bible spirit. says it, the bible says it's a spirit that we it can will harass you will harass and so i i pray to the lord i worship the lord and i i even started practicing something that i felt like would honor god and there's a little verse that says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm I'm going to start that every day. And so I would try to play that in every key at the beginning of the day, you know, and I love that. And then the other action I took is to cast my anxiety on the Lord. And I would say, here it is, Lord, I don't want it. You know, here it is. I don't want it. That's great. You know? Just I ca- I'm giving it back to you. Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't want to. Here it is. I'm giving it to you, casting it on him. That is fabulous. What a, What about anger, though? <laughs> you know, this is injury, woundedness. We also have anger. Yes, and you know, extreme anger. I have seen it. I have seen rage. I have seen extreme anger. And this this is the, one of the most important things we can talk about because yeah. I think I think it knocks on everybody's door. 
And I think that if it's not dealt with early on, then it can lead to some really bad things happening. Yeah. And so that's... If you have anger, you have to give it to the Lord and and deal mm -hmm. with it with the Lord. Right. It has to be dealt with. Otherwise, it will cause someone to do something very bad. And this next story is... It's a it's a, it's bad a rough story. one. It's really rough. But I think that surprisingly, many people can probably relate to your story. Yes, I'm, unfortunately, unfortunately. But anger causes a whole world of trouble. Yes, we think we can nurse anger or play around with anger, but the end results of anger are not good. Not good. on the people that are in your life. Now, it affects not only maybe two people that that are involved directly, but it inf it affects families. Yes. So how did anger affect your family? Well, extreme anger. My dad killed his brother. Wow. And it was out of about 14, I think there were 14 pregnancies. And I don't know how many children lived to adulthood, but because I became estranged from my dad's side of the family. Um, early, early on, we were not estranged. But then later, you know, I lost that. I lost that whole family. I loved, you because know, I of loved those actions because of things my dad did. I lost, you know, all those aunts and uncles and cousins and everything. That is a heartbreak. Because I, I do remember just have a couple of memories of my house being full of laughter and people, you know, all those relatives. But then, you know, if there's a divorce and there's that estrangement, you know, all that's gone. But my dad was the, the youngest and his uh, the brother that he killed was the oldest. I. This was before I was born, and I've never told this story till today. And this is the first time I've ever told it. And it's the only reason I'm telling it is because I feel that the Lord is having me to tell it. And because maybe it will, the, the, the whole segment as a whole will help somebody. It was called manslaughter. And I heard Dad's side of the story directly from him, and I wanted to believe it. You know, I wanted to believe that my dad was not as guilty as some people thought that he was. But I had heard that he and his brother had these spats and that at one time his older brother had put a knife to his throat and up against a tree and said, I'm going to kill you. And so they, I don't know if there was all this anger between them because we're talking about anger. Threats. But threats and anger. And I don't know if dad was afraid. I do not know the whole story, but I will stop and say that it has only been just lately, I don't want to say this year, but just I'm able to face some things that I've not only, only your dad have told him, but some things that I, I'm not going to talk about with anybody else because I'm only just now able to face some of these things that uh, I was able to piece together because some things are, are are pretty hard, and if if they're disclosed, it might even call cause deeper wounds. Sure, you know, but you can imagine that if you are the child of a parent who has killed somebody, that's pretty serious, and it brings shame upon the family. Shame, so many things it, bring shame, but that would be for sure. Yes, and so, hmm. uh, what can I, we do based on scripture when? We have facing great shame like that. Well, there was there was a time I remember exactly where I was in the time that the Lord, the Lord gave me his word. And it says, instead of shame, because I felt a lot of shame 
Instead of shame, my people will have a double portion, and instead of humiliation, they will rejoice in their share, and so they will inherit a double portion in their land, and everlasting joy will be theirs. Well, Isaiah 61.7. Isaiah 61.7. That's the Berean study Bible. And let's talk about shame for just a minute before we keep going with the story. But I think, you know, shame can make us feel embarrassed or humiliated based on either our own actions, but also it can come upon us based on we were the recipient of someone else's actions and we didn't, wasn't like our direct fault, but we feel it equally as if it was almost was our direct fault. Right. And so the Lord showed me that I could give him my shame. And if it's like the great exchange, and this is actually awesome because this has meant (laughs) there's good news here, everyone. Yeah, There's good news in this because I remember that the Lord was, I mean, the Lord was saying to me directly, guess what? I have a double portion. Now, how awesome is that? That I get a double portion. You get extra, Mom. Yay! <laughs> I mean, well, that's I great. A, a, I'm going to I'm going to receive yes. that a double portion of God's Spirit. I mean, I'm so happy about that. And says, um, yeah, an everlasting joy. Mm. You know, that's why I write a lot of songs. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> because the, the joy Lord is bubbling given, up. He's given me joy. It's his Spirit. Yeah. Yes. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.